Hi and welcome back to the Tune to the Moon podcast. I know it's been a hot minute. <laughs> We've just been so busy. I've either had to cancel guests or they've cancelled me. But you know what? We're all witchy people. We go with the flow and I am back with an extra long episode today and it is a belter. My guest is the fabulous Laura Jane who goes under the Instagram handle of Rise with Laura Jane. We are not allowed to be angry because if you're angry people are like psycho and yes. we're not allowed to be sad because people will be like she's so depressing oh my god stay away from her or oh that's awkward we can be a wee bit happy but if we're too happy they're like who does she think she is mm-hmm. and this is the problem this feeling of people going i don't know who i am i feel lost i don't know where i'm going that is the perfect place to be she is just so knowledgeable you are gonna love this one we talk about a lot we talk about shadow work we talk about intuitive anatomy some mythology it's just bursting it is so juicy lots and lots for you to take away from this one it mainly is about shadow work though and what i have learned from this episode is that we all need it so i really hope you can take something from it remember to follow tune to the moon and rise with laura jane on instagram and as always it is sponsored by g4 claims keep 100 of your claim If you've been hurt in a road accident that wasn't your fault, you should really talk to G4 Claims first. Unlike road accident solicitors, we don't charge you for our services, which could see you better off. To keep 100% of your compensation, have a chat with Nicole and the team. You'll be glad you did. Search online for G4 Claims. and we use their fantastic G4 podcast studio in Wishaw if you ever need somewhere to record a pod. That is perfect. Let's get the show started. I cannot wait for you to hear this one. Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah, very well, yes. Good. You see, you've had a, a very busy day out and about in nature and things. Yes, um, I like to go up to. There's a place up about ten minutes walk from my house, Croy Hill. Ah, it's like my sanctuary. Oh, I there. love it there. I love it. I'm the I'm the whack job that walks about with no socks and shoes on. I liked going up Croy Hill. It's a good walk with the dog. Beautiful. It's really good. Beautiful. I got there and I do my work like connecting with Pachamama and like just tuning into the root system below. Oh, what's that, Pachamama? Pachamama's Earth. Ah, amazing. So some people call it Gaia, Pachamama. That's different names. so interesting. So how would you, just starting off, how would you actually describe yourself and what you do? I always ask guests this. <laughs> this is like so hard. Um, That's always what people say. Oh, it is because I don't like labels. Yeah. Um, and this is what I actually struggle with is the label thing. It's like people say, oh yeah, you're a healer. And for me, it's like... That just makes me so jagged. A few people have said that to me. They don't like being called a healer. Yeah, because everyone's a healer. And I don't <sighs> heal anyone. When they come up to see me, they have that much faith in me that they open up and they heal themselves. So for me, what so you're I like do a is, healing trigger. I'm very much a trigger, yes. <laughs> <laughs> in a good um, way. <laughs> what I would say is, it's like kind of my... Let's see, this is where I struggle. So I'm a medicine woman, mm-hmm. is what, what I am. Okay. Um, I it's like people call the now the trigger word the now is like shadow work yeah 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 coming up um but it is 
divine goddess, it's the divine feminine. Right. Is, the feminine is our emotional system, it's our body, it's our heart, it's earth, we're connected to all of this. So for me, what I do is I work the lower half of your body. Okay. That's where you put all your fear, your worries, your doubts, your trauma. This is so interesting yes. because quite a lot of people say, or I've heard, tension is stored in the hips. It can be. Uh, and I always find that I have sore hips or if I'm anxious, they get really tight and I need to do some yoga. Paracetamol doesn't work. Nothing works apart from yoga stretching. Is that anything to do with? Yeah, yeah. Your whole body, your body yeah. is like the map of where you're going to go in this life and it tells you everything that you need to know if you learn its language. So oh. hips are all about moving in direction. So if your right hip's tight, it's the fear of the future. If your left hip's tight, it's you're stuck in the past. Oh my God, I love this. Right, okay. So how did you get into all of this? Oh. Where did your journey start? Tell me that first before we get into uh, this okay, body so mapping. I've always been a little bit crazy. And Haven't you know, we I all? I met to um, the other day, actually. I have a group on Facebook uh -huh. called Tune to the Moon. Oh, do you? Because that's what people say to me. They're like, oh, you're just Tune to the Moon. Oh. So I thought, I changed its name. I'm like, what will I call it? And it just came in. I was like, I'm Tune to the Moon, so it has to be that. <laughs> Oh, I've never found yeah. it. I'll have so to look for it. I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you. Oh. So how did I get into this? I've <laughs> always been this little person who loves the moon. Yes. Like when I was a teenager, people would be in at house parties getting drunk and doing all stuff and I'd be the one on the back wall that like, disappeared <laughs> outside like, looking at the moon. Yeah. And my friends would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, she's beautiful. That's like, like me. It's just the moon, get in. Yeah. I'm like, it's just the moon. She's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Always been like that. I had a mental breakdown in 2013, which I would call like a breakthrough. Okay. So that was all kind of that was all triggered by me ending my marriage and moving on. Mm -hmm. I lost four days of my life. Um, didn't want to live. Went through all the dark places. Oh, um, didn't want to be here. And then went to the doctors as we do, mm -hmm. and the doctor was like, "Go oh, have some antidepressants." Yeah, and she did refer me to psychology, which okay. I went to Good. for probably about eighteen months. Yep, I think it did help, but it didn't get me anywhere. Right, and this is my thing. It's like there's a big gap. Like the NHS just don't seem to know how to handle this mental health crisis that we're. It going really through. is a crisis. I oh, mean, younger and younger. It's yep. it's scary. And I actually, just went through it last year with my own daughter, so I understand oh, no. that. Um, so for me, it was like, I got so far and I found that the antidepressants just was like a pause button, like yeah. pause. That's a really, really powerful way to look at it, actually. Yeah, I get that. And then when I finally came off them, it was like, oh, all my shit was still there to deal with. I'm like, I've seen so oh. many people doing yeah. that. That's and a, I do know that they a great have way. a place and they did help me at the time. Yeah. That was actually the biggest shame that I had was having to take them. You like, felt that shame? That was so heavy. Like, oh, I felt like I'd failed. Why know. was that? Do you think, it, again, it was because the label? No, um, I don't know. It might have been, but I am very... I don't take painkillers. I don't take <laughs> any medication. Um, my mum, I've got to see from my mum, she's the opposite. She's like, pills for everything. Like, if, you, if I say to my mum, I've got a sore throat. Oh, here, take this and take that. And I'm like, my body knows how to heal itself. Yep. So I don't take any of that stuff. So the fact that I had to go and then... Uh, it was kind of counting that to my belief system as well. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Um, and I was, I did feel, I probably did feel like a little bit weak. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I need these. Yeah. Um, and I do know many of my clients 
like, we'll say, like, what do you think of them? Like, I had to go on them, and I'm like, well, they they have their place. Yeah. Western medicine does have its place. Mm-hmm. I just think it's overused. Yeah. And they try and use it for everything where there could be other therapies that would help. Definitely. Like emotional release. So this is what I do with my clients is emotional release. I work the lower half of your body. And it's like when we get that out, then the body can start to heal itself. So from there, I went to psychology. I know I'm kind of jumping about here, but That's went fine. to psychology for a year and a half. And do you know what? I used to come out. He was a lovely man. He was a lovely wee man. He was like a wee older man. And I did go every week. I went, but I would come out and I would sit in the car and just cry. Like So, so like he would bring up my past okay. and ask me about it, but then kind of leave it. So you weren't getting that release in the session, if you like. It was. But I wasn't even understanding where we were going okay. with it either. Yeah. And so I would come out. It's like just... he was asking you, but there was no real purpose yeah. of well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would ask about this. What about your dad? And my yeah. dad wasn't there in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, there was lots of um, violence between my mum and dad growing up as well. So he would ask questions like that, but then just kind of leave it open. So from there, he actually retired, and he's like, "No, you're done with me anyway." And it was like. And I feel like I don't know where I'm going. So I found other ways. Like, uh, they work out lots mm-hmm. as well because it was, um, I'm like, what's the better way to help? Exercise. So I end up going the opposite. I end up like training like seven days a week. Um, just just avoidance, just to try and yeah. feel good. Because that is one thing as well that, that I notice about myself. I, I go to the gym to feel better about myself and have more energy but I think you need to notice when it becomes an obsession kind of thing like because yep. I've seen that happen with people before like you say when it becomes seven days a week that's not to say you can't do that because two of them might be yoga or you know stretching yeah. and but if it's intense well, I was training to like sweat blood but, okay yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it was almost like a coping mechanism yes, for you yes. mm-hmm. and what I did find out late, later on um Kind of done plant medicine ceremonies, and I was showing there that that was a form of abuse. So I was punishing myself. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, I can see it. and plus this this element of if I can be strong, then 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 I feel strong. Yeah. If you can be physically strong, yeah. then that. So it's almost like a instead of a mask, it's almost like you've you, you're building up this kind of house around you, this protective wall, because it yes. looks strong. You feel strong, which means the inside will appear strong. Then everybody can be fooled. <laughs> And you Which, don't have to and feel. Do you know what? I think so many people can probably relate to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause I was a person who never I, I would be like my motto used to be like, just suck it up. Suck it up. Why is it so bad? Suck it up. Yeah. And I never felt I never sought to feel emotion. I didn't cry. And then I wonder why I had that that breakdown in 2013. It was like everything just Pandora's box just blew open. Mm-hmm. Um so what happened was my cousin was kind of going through uh, anxiety the same as me at the same time. So one of her mum's friends had come in one day and went, I don't need to know what's going on with you or Laura, but um, there's a coach and I think you would be recommended in to go and see this coach. So we end up going to the same coach and the coach was like to me, he's like, you would be really good at this. I think you should train and do this. So he put the, the seed in, in my head and, and that's what I did. Good. Um, from there, then I went to someone else who was more, it was more like depth, yeah. like more emotion, whereas like the coaching side was quite logical. This this took me to energies, yeah. feminine, masculine, um, 
and when you're working with the feminine that kind of brings up like she will rip through you and push out whatever's there I've been in a room with 22 women. I went to Manchester and it was um, shamanic kind of stroke tantric work we were doing. Yep. Not tantra like um, sting, sting <laughs> yeah. rune tantra. Um, <laughs> traditional tantra. And yeah. that's like taking one kind of energy in your body and pushing it through and transmuting it so you feel it. Wow. And it alchemizes it into a higher vibration. How powerful. Well, listen, see, when I was in this room, like there was like 22 women in this room. Some of them were 22 from is my lucky number. That's what I've been seeing all week, actually. Me too, too. I've been seeing twos <laughs> and uh, ones everywhere as well, but it's constant two, 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 to the point last night I actually burst out laughing and I was like, what are you trying to tell me? What is it? Because it was just everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I love the numbers. I love that it's like, yeah. like, when I wake up during the night, I'm like, I reach for my phone. I see, see the time. Because <laughs> I'm like, what, what But have you, do you know what actually scared me just slightly off tangent a little bit or on a tangent? Um, have you seen there's the uh, play in the West End and it's 222, a ghost story? Right, so that's what kind of scared me because I love my twos. But it's this, I mean, I've not seen it, but from what I get from the outline of it, I, I'm pretty sure it's this woman wakes up every night at 2.22 and there's footsteps. So that was that was me, like, <laughs> especially my boyfriend gigs a lot. So if he's at a club gigging, I have the salt lamp on and quite often I put friends or something on this and I've never been a TV watcher in bed but seasons reading about the two 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 and cause I always see it I'm like nah and we have yeah. a, a new house but I'm like no footsteps there's gonna be footsteps someone's in the house at 222 so friends is on friends is on and the, the salt lamp's on <laughs> just thinking I mean like that's gonna scare anything away <laughs> but you know that that did scare me a little bit but yeah like you say so you were in a room with 22 women the energy must have been amazing it was, uh, it was good. It was mm -hmm. good. Um, I remember going there, and I've done work with this woman online. So she comes from America, and she came over, and mm -hmm. I've done work with her every month. Turned up, and we would do it live, like we're embodying feminine energy. And I was standing in this room with all these women, like France, America, Spain, and I'm like, what if I don't get in? Because normally I'm doing it in my comfort of my own home. I wasn't caring what people thought. I was just letting go fully. And she brought out the drum. And I'm, she just started hitting this drum and I just went, I don't even know where I went. It was as if something at my tailbone just pulled my consciousness down. Oh my God. And I was gone. There was women in the room. Some women were screaming, like screaming. Some were crying. Some were lying in the corner in orgasm. Right, so... F <laughs> I was like... What the... How? Tell me how. Like, and where can I get one of these drums? <laughs> no. <laughs> so is that like is that like sound therapy? Well, like, the drum is the sound balls? Oh wow! I didn't so know this. It makes such a obviously, it's an animal skin drum, so it makes such a depth to the noise. It okay. takes you into the lower parts of your body, so it opens up those chakras. If you want to believe, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. love the chakra system right down to the bottom. So I don't work in chakras; I work on body parts. See, this is why I love this podcast, because I learn new things all the time and see when you just think that that's it. There's something else. So, okay, it's, it's endless. So you work with body parts instead of the chakra system. Okay, this is so interesting. So what, tell me then, tell me more about this drum. How can that... It's just so powerful. Correspond. Like, there's no, there's no Did everybody feel something then? Yeah. Everybody in the room was gone. Like my body was shaking. Do you I've have to like go into a meditation so before it? Nope. Nope. 
I have, we had a workshop, what is it last Saturday, but my concept, my concept, my concept of yeah. time is completely gone now. It was the 18th of June. What are we on? Oh, that was, that was like 10 days ago. That was, that's, yeah, we're now at the end um, of June, yeah. So we had a beautiful body workshop. Me and my friend, Emma Anderson, who's a personal trainer, but she does Pilates. I used to work with Emma Anderson. Do you know Emma? Yeah, she's got a wee boy and a, yes. she a, a wee dog as well at the time. Yes. Um, yeah, I used to work with her and do, she does a lot of, on your posture. Yes. And yeah, yes. that's right. So Emma does the she's in Kandora. But she's very much in alignment with me because yeah. it's all about like emotion and, and what you're storing in your body. So yeah. we paired up and we've done we've done two now. We're going to we're doing them quarterly. So I might get her on it. The last one that we done, like Emma will do the Pilates and the the body movement. Um, and then like I was like, okay, I don't feel used to call to use the drum right now, but I'm going to let you feel it to to let you know what it feels like. So I just kind of brought it out for a wee, like, feel it and and let yourself drop into your body. Let yourself release what needs to be released. And, and the minute, I, honestly, I probably only gave it, like, about five or six beats. And there were already women in the room sobbing. Wow. Like, I do, I have done a lot of dark goddess work, though. So okay. I kind of think I bring that up in people. Yeah. Like, it's like a kick it up. So how then, how do you go about working on body parts instead of chakras? Because how, so how does that correspond to opening up a particular part of your body? Is it just, it's just how you're in tune? Because basically we're so out of tune, aren't we, with everything in the Western world and you don't realise that, because why do bands not use drums like this? Because then everybody would be sobbing their heart or lying in orgasm in the corner. <laughs> Some rock bands <laughs> would rage, love that. Rage would come through oh and they'd be like, because that's what we do. It's like rage release, bringing that up. And so how, actually, I'm going to ask how you came then to work in, why is it specifically the, the lower part of the body? I have no idea. It's just where they took me. <laughs> that, right, that's really interesting that you've just, you've just allowed your journey to go with yep. the natural flow. Yes. So... Speaking a little bit about the kind of dark goddess work, is that the shadow work? Yes. Yes, into the shadows. Why are people so scared of that? Because they need to feel. So in your shadow, a lot of people think shadow's dark. And when we say dark goddess, we don't mean like she's dark or, or evil. It's just that she works the lower parts of your body where the darkness is, the depths of your body, whereas the higher part is like the lighter part. Mm-hmm. So the dark goddess will bring and deliver all the things that you don't want to see. Okay. And she will go, look at that. Look at that. Deal with that. It's almost like, um, have you ever heard of Kali? No. So Kali's a Hindu goddess. She's um, depicted with like eight arms. She wears oh, I feel a, like I've maybe seen, seen on she wears a belt cards and things. Her, her waist. And, and a, a chain we made it. Yes, not, it's, Kelly. it's not men. It's symbolic of the ego because the ego's masculine. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so she slays your ego. Okay. Getting you into the depths of your body, and your body has so much wisdom. Yeah. So our body's tight because it stores everything. It stores all the wisdom, but it also stores all our fears, or traumas, stress, or anxiety, beliefs that we've created ourselves and we could carry through life. It will store yeah. all of that. And your body will always let you know. So when something comes on the cellular level and you get to feel it, it's your body's way of going, okay, there's something off energetically here. Totally. 
Definitely. Like you've listened totally. maybe listen to Gabber Mate. Right. It's a, has he's very much in alignment with that as well as like the body I've, will always tell you when it's when something's off. I feel I've heard or I've listened to a few kind of um snippets of books or episodes talking about that, but I don't think I've listened He's amazing. To him. Amazing. He's um, he looks very, very sad. Oh. So sad, but his gift in life is through his own sadness. He shows people how to be happy. Oh, he's got a beautiful energy about him. I've actually got goosebumps going down. Wow, lovely goosebumps. Yeah, also like a sign here. It's like yeah, pay attention. Um, so I'm very much in alignment with that. Like um, I done intuitive anatomy, so it's like every single organ in your body, every piece of your body has its own level of consciousness. Uh huh. So your lungs store grief. Your kidneys as resentment, your liver's um, anger, um, fear in your kidneys as well. Um, like for me, it's like if you get sore knees, it's like stubbornness. I get sore knees. Ego not wanting to bend. All the time. <laughs> really bad. I always say that. I say I'm 27, but my knees are 89. Because they are there. That, so that's so interesting. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> If I get a sore knee, I'm like, oh, where am I not bending? Oh, I'm, I'm too rigid. I have to bend more. This is more interesting. Flexible. So I'm trying to think of maybe like common ailments and things, things like um, stomach issues. I know it's a big one just now. Back issues. So look at the back. Right, like, yeah. What does the back do? It keeps you upright and yeah, stable support. and supported. So when we feel lack of support, we're going to feel it in our back. The lower back's financial. Because I used to always get a lower sore back. Me like, too, oh, makes sense. And it was like the time when I changed jobs. Mm. Um, so your back is all your spine is your support system. Anything to do with the spines, all about where am I not supported in life? Where am I not supporting myself in life? Where am I not feeling supported means we look at that issue and go, what's it bringing up for me? We can never change another person and we kind of make them support us, but we can look inside to go, why do I feel I need their support? Where am I not giving it to myself? This is all so interesting. It was making me want to study intuitive anatomy because <laughs> I actually, but you know, and I think as well, when you see like family members maybe with issues and it kind of starts to, I know we're just at surface level, but it starts to kind of make sense. You could maybe say, yep. right, okay, I feel like I'm seeing some sort of light here. Yeah, you understand why yes. people are, are experiencing what they're experiencing. Yep. Um, my mum has been a severe asthmatic all my life mm -hmm. and she probably when I was two and a half she lost my sister like stillborn baby oh and God. that's the grief in her lungs that she's never dealt with and she's still there but it's so frustrating she's actually been my biggest teacher of you're not supposed to fix people yeah you have to let their soul choose there was one time my mum was in hospital and I was like this in my ego, the big I am. I'm going to go and I'm going to link in with her soul, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to heal her and see what's going on here. Okay. And that comes from a total place of love and care. Yeah. yeah. I went and she was asleep, and I went linked up into my soul across to hers, and whoa! All I heard was, "How dare you? How dare you?" And I sat. I was like, "Whoa! Pure shivers." I'm <laughs> getting shivers. And it was like, oh, "I've got this," <laughs> and that was my biggest learning of. <gasps> Like souls choose their path. We choose everything that happens to us in this lifetime. I am shivering. Oh, my, my legs are on fire right now. That's so interesting <laughs> though. And I think um, that's a massive point as well is that you can't fix 
facts someone we're all on our own journeys our own paths and our own you know Definitely. you don't know what life we're all on <laughs> how many times well, if, our, if our soul's old if it isn't know. you know so <laughs> I think um that is quite frustrating and when you are on like I say I'm just very new on this journey and I'm loving learning about it all and seeing um because I know you touched on this earlier on when you were going to see um was it a coach and then you went to see somebody else yeah. you that's important to do and you know see to where move around yeah and, and never be in the one place and where you're flowing yeah. naturally to it but it's important to realize that even if you're maybe on this healing journey you can't always fix everyone and the higher your vibration or that you know the more you're kind of healing and letting go I think naturally you start to get frustrated with other people and whether it's their ailments or the way they deal with things because you're just like then that's our learning I don't want to hear it that's where we still have to evolve yeah and that was my I think it was 2019 when I had that epiphany and it was even after that when I'd come home I was in my kitchen I was listening to something at the time I can't remember what I was listening to, but it just, it was almost like the penny had dropped. And it was like, oh, that's why I chose my mum. Because we choose our parents, we choose, we choose everyone. Yes. I'm like, oh, that's why I chose I my mum. I first read about that in Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Ah. I first read about the, when she was saying, oh, I believe we choose our parents. And I thought, yeah, that, yeah. that, that kind of makes sense, you know, because you're all just energy, you're a soul. And yeah. I think it is a, um, Rebecca Campbell's book. I don't know what book it is, but she talks about having a regression, I'm sure, and she got to see herself choosing her parents. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So it hit me that, that day. It was like, oh, my God, I chose my mum because my mum was freeing me of this need to be the saviour, this saviour complex, which we all have, um, is to fix everybody and make it all right for everybody because hmm. then if everybody's all right, what does that bring me? And it's safety. Because yeah. if everybody's all right and happy, then I feel safe. So yeah. bit, that was a big one for me of having to look in, into, so why do I feel unsafe? And then yes. going down that journey. Whenever we can stop and face your truth. So have you ever seen, like, someone, people have been arguing, and they will, like, be like, oh, I see her, she's this, and she's that, and she said, they have no annoyed me, at, but they rant about it for ages and ages. Because they're still denying the fact that, whoa, that hurt. Yeah. So if they just stopped to be whoa, that hurt. Yes. They would face that truth. It would crack their heart open and they would actually release the wound that the person has been triggering. And they wouldn't have to spend their whole life trying to kid on that it never annoyed them. So they would save so much time just going, that actually really hurt. Totally. And if everybody knew that or if everybody tried to do that, it would be... A much Beautiful. better place <laughs> because I think as well when you're trying to be on this journey and then you've maybe got a friend or a family member who's not on the journey that's then difficult as well because I, I, I used this example or I spoke to I remember speaking to Steph and Tony about this Um, it was a few months ago and it was literally such a small thing that my boyfriend Callum said and I ended up stomping my feet like a child oh it was because I had said something and he said, he didn't hear me, but he said, oh, you didn't say that. You must have just thought it. And I got so wound up that I was stamping my feet and I was furious. And I had been like, I felt I had been so chilled out for months and months. And then I realised, and so after it, I did say to him, listen, I realised that that was, you know, this issue basically of 
not being heard and it kind of stems from this because I went away and really thought wait a minute that was ridiculous why did I act like that ended up locking myself in the ensuite bathroom and just doing my fake tan because I was in there anyway but I thought this is why I did it but when I explained to him he was like oh, it's fine like ah you overreacted but it was last week and I was like no but I'm coming now to tell you that I know why I've done it and, yeah. and he was like no you just did it because you were annoyed and I'm like no, I've now realised. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I was having yeah. that realisation. Yeah, that is one of mine as well. I am unhired. Yes. That's the belief. That so how, me. let's talk a little bit more about the, the shadow work that we kind of started touching on. Yeah. How do, if somebody, I know obviously, they, I'm assuming they can come and, yes. and chat to you. Yep. If they maybe wanted to kind of start having a look at it at home, but they're quite scared because i know it's it's got this i don't know it's something not to be scared of but it does have this stigma attached to it doesn't it well your shadow is the place that you've created for yourself so it's yeah. part of your psyche that you created for yourself to keep all the things stored that you're not ready to deal with okay right? so how do you so start dealing with these it's not always negative actually most of the stuff in your shadows like the light it's your uh -huh. gifts it's, it's it's abilities that we've got so oh, see, wow. like maybe when you were two and you would be so open psychically because life still hasn't fucked you over yet. Yes. You're so open and you're like, oh, there's a man. There's mum, there's a man. I'm waving to the man. And your mum might go, there's not a man there. Shuts you down. So you go, oh, oh my, oh. Then you start doubting yourself because there's someone who you, your, your parents got them on the pedestal and it's like, yeah. you know better. Then yeah. you would start doubting yourself. So you would lock that ability away. It doesn't mean to say you've switched off. It just means that you've put it somewhere safe until you're ready to go and reclaim it. So in your shadow, um, there is so much, so much gold in there. Um, it's, it's actually beautiful. It's a beautiful place to be. How you would see your shadow. Okay, so your shadow wants you to be whole. It mm -hmm. wants you to be whole so much. So it will send people reflect back at you it will send people to trigger you it will send annoying things it will send people to admire oh, i love her she's amazing at that the only reason you see that in her is because it's also in your shadow but you haven't brought it to the light yet it's a beautiful place and lots of people i think they get this negative connotation with it is because shadow dark oh oh i'm gonna see and also the bad stuff about things like instagram Sometimes, if you look at yes. the, the kind of shadow work hashtags, you see like um, almost like what I can describe as in Harry Potter, like the Deathly Hallows, when you see um, death oh, as this yeah. big uh, black kind of shadow over the the people and, and the, the dementors and stuff. That's what it kind of, yeah. some people, you know, depict shadow work as and they've done art work and drawings yes. on it and put them on Instagram and they, they can look a little bit scary but that's very interesting what you're saying it can be hidden, oh, yeah. not hidden but you know, abilities that you've pushed away into like almost like a filing cabinet locked. Have you seen the one that's on Facebook? So it's kind of, as you're talking about that's come into my head, it's like this artwork someone's done, I, I shared it on my page maybe a month ago and it's like, like this big scary ghostly dark looking creature and a woman standing looking at it and then it's like a reel it's like a kind of comic mm. so the next reel is it kind of changes shape and then it changes shape again it changes and then eventually it ends up it's just this wee child who's scared oh so it's like the more you face your shadow the more you actually realize oh there's nothing there to fear the reason shadow work gets such a bad name is because yes when you go there there is a lot of emotion yeah. There is anger, there is grief, sadness, um, but they are, it's energy. Emotion is energy and motion. That's all it is. And your ego, and I've been on, like, 
I've been in the depths of the darkness. I walk this path. Um, so I've been on my hands and knees and I think lots of people think awakenings are like, oh, yes. I know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not. Awakenings mm. are where you're shaking and on the hands and knees on the floor and you have snorters running in your face and you're sobbing like ugly crying and really ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an ugly crying and anyway. And I have been there lots of times. Lots of times. And I do have this, because your ego is there, it wants to keep you safe little voice in my head it's like oh you can't go there you you go insane you go insane if you let that if you if you open up feel it in your rage you'll never get back you'll never get back yeah. and as i say on my clients i'm like just agree with everything it says and go anyway agree with it and go it doesn't know what's going to happen if you release the rage because you've always held it in mm -hmm. and that's the program that your mind's got and it can only calculate your future by what's happened in the past so if you do something different your ego will always say, no, no, that's not good because it doesn't know what's going to happen. They can't calculate the end result because you've never done it before. Yeah. So when you're doing stuff like this, and I have clients like who turn up to me every month and they're like, yeah, my ego is telling me I don't need to come back anymore. But I'm like, no, nope, I'm still going. And they'll sit and they'll go, yeah, I don't know what we're looking I don't know if I've got anything to bring up. And I'm like, okay, let's just open the space and we'll see. And we just kind of link in and it's like they always find something always something in the shadow to be cleared out so i have a few questions because that's interesting how does somebody i know we all need to do shadow work how does somebody recognize when they do they just know they're ready or is it like a almost like a kind of awakening is it a constant anger is it when you need a change how if somebody was listening right now and they've never delved into the shadows they don't really know how to or where to start or even if they they might think i've had a great life i don't need to do it <laughs> right how yes. how do <laughs> how do they know if they should if they should start or where to start everybody has a shadow everybody has yes. to do shadow work mm -hmm. even if they think they don't even if they think they're the perfect life um i have lots of clients that come and they go no 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 my life is great i'm like yeah Trauma is not the event, what happened to you. Trauma is because of something that happened to you. You switch a piece of yourself Yeah, because that's another thing. And that was a, a, a kind of false belief I had at the start of the year when people were saying kind of, you know, it, it was childhood trauma. And I thought, oh, my childhood was great. I don't have to do anything. So childhood trauma is being told, <laughs> no, Amber, you're not allowed to play with that in the house. Yeah. That's trauma because the nervous system as a child, you do not understand. You don't have a logical mind. So you can't go, yeah, that makes complete sense because I might break something. Your nervous system only knows that you desire to do this so much and something's stopping you from doing it. So the nervous system switches that piece of you off and that's the trauma. Because the event's just the story. Yes. So what we do is when I'm working with clients is we go back and then we go in and then what I normally do is we switch that piece back on. Let's reclaim this piece again, bring her back home. Okay. So everybody needs it. Everybody. And I love when people say to me, yeah, I'm just going to give shadow work a wee break just now. I think I've done enough. And I have a wee chuckle. <laughs> I'm like, You'll be back. you are your shadow. Your shadow's the whole of who you are. Yeah. How could you get away from that? So are you ever actually finished doing shadow work? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you just, that's, you don't I haven't know, met yeah. anyone yet that is. Yeah. And I know people who have been on the path a lot longer than me. Mm -hmm. And there's still always something to clean up. So can it come to a point that you have maybe dealt with everything in childhood um, or, or as much as you can, say you've done it for years and years and years, and then you want, if you want to go back into the shadows again, 
is that because of maybe something that's triggered you? Is it basically any time that you are triggered to feel angry? Yeah, anything that's triggered. Angry, sad, sad, anything like that. Um, if you have beliefs come up of, oh, I'm not enough. That's why I ask because I'm not enough. Yes. Or doubts, worries. Anything that isn't in the vibrational love, really. But you're, you can never be done with your shadow. It is part of who you are. Yeah. It is a, it's a sacred place that you created in your psyche to hold stuff. So what happens is we, it's almost like you're kind of making an, an alliance with your shadow um, and your ego is also a certain part of your psyche that that helps because the ego is a tool. The mind always gets such a beating in the spiritual world. It's like, yeah, be in your heart. You actually need both of them because the mind deciphers the messages that the heart gives us because the heart doesn't speak in plain language. It speaks in emotion and how could you make emotion logical? Mm-hmm. If, if an alien landed in this living room and went, explain anger to me, how would you even find the words to explain anger without using some sort using, of yeah. symbology? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't? It's so, it's so hard. Yeah. So the mind is there because it's helping you decipher the messages from the heart. Because your heart's your map and it will always show you what's right for you and what's wrong for you and how you feel. This is why in shadow work's important as well because the more you take out the shadow that isn't serving the more you can reclaim what is. So it's like, I like to kind of look at your body is like this, this vessel. So say you've got a big tube in the middle of your body and mm-hmm. that's your psychic centers. And how, how connected you are to the heights and the depths all depends on how clean this tube is. Uh-huh. So if you have beliefs of, I am unworthy, I, oh, oh I, I am unheard, um, Men are more important than women. Women are more important than men. There's lots of, there's hundreds of thousands of beliefs that we carry. Yeah. Um, if you have stored anger, stored grief, betrayal, all that stuff, it, it's like rocks in that, in, in that tube, in that inner tube, and kind of really get a clear connection to both the heights. And the heights are your higher soul and the depths are your lower soul. You kind of really get a clear connection to both. So this is the masculine, that's the feminine. Right. Up, masculine, down, feminine. So when we clear out what we no longer need, anger from where we were before, betrayal when we were in high school from the the girls that done that to me and taking all this out Mm -hmm. and feeling it fully, when you feel it, you've actually just released it. It's gone. Um, You then create space within and more of you gets to rise, more of this starts to come in. And when I, I think I started doing the deep work, I don't even know, I think it might have been 2016 or 17 I started doing the kind of shamanic stuff and I remember like my first kind of bouts of rage, like real rage, like I had to have like a pillow over my face because I'm like my neighbours will think I'm getting murdered (laughs) and I just let loose, I was like fuck it, let's go, let loose, rage, just let it all come up and within probably a week, like I could actually see things changing in my life, like things were happening, like my dad would never ever contact me, never really had a a good relationship with my dad and I remember doing all this deep, deep work and I sat on the couch one day and my phone rang and I'd seen dad and I went, oh, somebody's dead, somebody died and when I answered the phone I was gauging his tone of voice and I'm like, he sounds too happy for somebody because I didn't know why to just come out and go, right, who's dead? And he's like, oh, um, yeah, I'm just... I was just sitting waiting in um, Jane, that's his, his partner. I was just sitting waiting in Jane getting ready and I was just thinking about you and I thought I'd phone. I nearly fell off the couch. <gasps> oh I was nearly God. 40. 
and that took that whole length of my life for my dad to phone and say I was just thinking about you yeah and I'm like what is going on here and that was my confirmation that this stuff works and I have had clients as well who do the same like they'll do this work and they'll release loads and they're like oh my god like my dad came to visit for coffee that's amazing or friends or their partners like my partner's showing up more than he's ever showed up before so because your outside world is a reflection of the inside that's right your shadow wants you to be whole so it will send you if you believe and you have this belief in your shadow of um i am unseen mm-hmm. you will then attract lots of situations in your life that will leave you feeling invisible and unseen because your shadow's like yeah gonna gonna clean this up we need this out of here and what about bigger situations as well because that's a positive you know someone coming into your life or someone showing up but I imagine there have been situations before when maybe for example somebody's been married and had children and then had a a realization that they maybe don't want to be with this person anymore or a job they've either left it or um have been made redundant or something do things like that happen as well Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People have decided, like, God. I actually don't want to be with him. <gasps> I've known it for years, but I just I just never wanted to face it. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, let's go. So it's lots that are in there, and people are, they realise as well, what, like, they've maybe stuck this job out for years and years and years, and it's just this, this programme that keeps in their head of, I must stay here. Because that's the program that's running, mm-hmm. and they don't and they don't get it until we go for that program, release it, release the emotion that's attached to it, and where it came from. Um, it's normally our parents who install stuff like that in our yes. heads, um, not blaming them, but we see it and we go, "Oh, that's how they are, so that's totally. how we must be." When we remove that, they realise, "Oh, actually, there's other options." Because <laughs> yeah. it's like the brain is a tool; it's it's a magnificent tool. Mm-hmm crap master but it's a magnificent tool and it's only doing our bidding because at one point in our life when we were little something happened to us maybe through our parents maybe through school through our friends through even like um like a boyfriend your first like breakup there's something there that made you go that part of me is not worthy so i am going to switch that off and this is how my life has to be um i actually seen a couple of weeks it was even weeks a couple of years ago, I was in Lidl or Aldi, one of the ones I can never remember. Um, and this little girl was wanting a sweet, and I was watching her. She was like, "Just like this is what I want. My desire is those sweets, and they're gonna my pocket." <laughs> and I was watching her like, "That's the way we should be. We want something. We should be going to get it." And then her mum was like, "No, no, you, no, you, not to get sweets." So took the sweets off her, and I'm like, she was giving it big licks. She was on the floor. She was going to, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's that goddess all right go for it go for it and our mom i could see the stress in her mom's face yeah totally obviously everybody else was looking I have it must kids. be so hard in situations <laughs> like that i can't I even imagine kids, so i was totally empathizing with the mom going i know what that feels like but i was watching the wee girl and the grand was there as well with the trolley and then the mom picked the wee girl up under her arm and just carried her away and went no you're bad and i went that's how beliefs are created so I was explaining to my partner, I went, see that wee girl? That wee girl knew that she wanted something so badly. She didn't understand she's going to get her dinner soon. Didn't understand um, maybe like they're bad for her teeth or she's already had sweets. She doesn't know that. She doesn't have a logical mind. So she's like, or maybe there's not enough money, yeah, you know, things like that, financials. Like that. I don't get any of that. Yeah. So she just knows like, I want that. Then she's been 
um, giving it the trouble for wanting it. Like, you're bad. Oh. So she could create a belief of, I'm not allowed to want it. She wow. could grow up into an adult who never chases any of her desires because last time she did, when she was three, she got punished for it. So this is how beliefs are created. So oh simple. God. That we then, that's all installed in our brain and it will just continue to play over and over and over until we go in and go, right, let me have a look at what's playing here. Yeah. Because I don't need the same belief that I had when I was three. Because I'm not three anymore. Yeah. If some beliefs I've found in myself, I will be like, oh my God, that does not make any sense. And it's not supposed to because I made it when I was three. So let me ask this actually, do you always find the root of the belief or the the kind of trigger? Because I don't know if it's because I've never really had any help with shadow work, but there have been a few things I've tried to kind of work out on my own and been like, there is no route to this. I can't yeah. think of it. Your so obviously like I need to, to uh, I need to come and see you. Um, <laughs> do you always find... The root belief, yeah, you or your, Mostly, yeah, and your clients, really yeah. Do not. Um, yeah. I do open up to divine guidance, so, so right, okay. I'm guided and told what yeah. we're looking for. And I guess because I'm not, I'm just kind of going by what I think. I'm trying to do it on my own and being like, nah, give thing, up, run about. Your shadow counteract each other. Right. Your ego does not want you to see your shadow, oh. so it will, it will see like so. See in your shadow if you have a belief of, like I am lazy, mm. right. Your ego will make you be one of these clean freaks and always doing something. Always doing something. But we'll counteract. Okay. Yeah, that's how it works. Yes. Because it doesn't want to face the truth. So like when we're arguing with someone and if it really hurt us, that'll be in our shadow. Oh, that, that hurt. But your ego will be like, no, no, she's this, I am not. They will not admit that it's hurt. It will yeah. never admit that it's hurt. Because whenever you're in denial, blame, you're going to justify something. You're in defence mode. Your ego is in play. Because the shadow is truth. It doesn't have to lie. It goes, ah, oh, feel it, oh. Whereas the ego's like, no, do not dare. You've never been hurt in your whole life. <laughs> That's so, it really is. It really is interesting. And even just as you're speaking, you can start to think of situations oh, where there's loads popping so up many. And what about if you're, if you are maybe having a, a disagreement or if you do disagree with something that somebody says I assume the more kind of shadow work that you do you just don't really you rise in a good way you don't rise to the anger you don't people don't make you angry they poke okay. their fingers on the anger that's already there right so the more you get the anger out the less other people have to show you it's there why do people not learn this from like high school we're never taught this in school I know and see if we were taught this in school what a better world we would live in. Because I know that there's mindfulness and stuff in school, but it's very much, you know, you sit in a quiet room and meditate and, oh, well, if you can't do that, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. You know, there's... We're needing to be taught yeah. like, how to process emotion. Totally, especially how right to now. process emotion. And especially when I see men who... And I was, I'm a woman who never cried and was like, mm, no, crying's weak. Mm. Can you imagine the responsibility men have on their shoulders? Yeah. I get a pass to cry because I'm a chick. Oh, women can cry and I didn't even I was like mm, I can't, I can't. you still see and I'm just thinking it automatically comes up in a, a work situation or um, if there's a situation in a family with a lot of males in the room mm -hmm. if a female starts crying it's like oh god oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god can someone deal with it can someone deal with this what the yeah. fuck somebody yeah. do somebody do something um and that's I am a very I'm an emotional person like I do I will cry if I need to cry um I, 
one thing I'll say though, I don't really cry a lot in front of my parents. And I think it's because I'm very close to my parents. Yeah. But I'm an only child and I think it's because I know if they see me upset, I'll go home to my own house and my mum in particular will worry all night that I am not okay. Yeah. yeah you're Whereas me. like if there was something like, you know, my auntie passed away recently and I still can't process it and like something like that I'll get upset when I'm with them but you know if it was something else yeah. I just don't want her thinking that I'm going home unhappy yeah. so I just like particularly for my mum like so I won't really get upset in front of her yeah it's 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 a, it's a sad world when yeah. we have to have like levels of passes oh yeah someone died so you can cry yeah Instead I know just I think it's that. just I don't want to, to worry her yeah it's protection yeah protecting your parents um, we are so suppressed. We yeah. are not allowed to be angry because if you're angry, people are like, psycho. And yes. we're not allowed to be sad because people will be like, she's so depressing. Oh my God, stay away from her. Or, oh, that's awkward. Yeah. We can be a wee bit happy, but if we're too happy, they're like, who does she think she is? Mm-hmm. So we're so suppressed. Oh, I've had we're that. We're not allowed to feel. And this is the problem. Earth is rising in consciousness. So the vibration that's coming up, she wants all of this lower denser emotion and vibration up and out. Mm-hmm. But we are fighting against it because we don't know how to express and we're like, oh, we must not feel. So you said earlier about like, how do people know if they are ready for shadow Yes. Work? And it's this feeling of people going, I don't know who I am. I feel lost. I don't know where I'm going. That is the perfect place to be. And lots of people will contact me and feel like, I don't know where I'm going in life, I think I'm failing. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's a great place to be. Because this You're is like, come to me. Yes. Fresh blood. Oh, it's the best place to be because what's happened is you have created personas. So personas are characters that you kid on that you are. You don't even know you're kidding on you are. You think you are them. Yeah. And you'll have many, many different personas for different groups of people. So you think that you are this persona, this person, and blah, 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 and you go through your life, and eventually one day it'll just go, oh, who am I? <gasps> oh my God, I don't know who I am, because all the personas you were carried were not you. They were fake. So when you're in this place of, I don't know who I am, that's a good place to be, because then we go, ah, let's work on who you're not. Because uh. who you are is already there. And it's like everybody strives, and especially in the spiritual world, it's this destination addiction. Of when I know this, I'll be happy. When I know this, when I get there, I'll be happy. When I and everybody does it. It's like when I lose weight, I'll be happy. Mm. When I have money in the bank, I'll be happy. When I find the perfect partner, I'll be happy. Perception for all this stuff, and we think there's more to do. There's more to do. Everybody is already perfect. They already all that you're going to be. All that I do is come in, and all the shit that you carry in your hands is, let's get rid of that. That yeah. let's drop the shit, and then you find out who you are. It does mean. People will say ego death. Mm-hmm. It's more like ego can't die unless we die. Um, it's more like persona death and ego maturing. So ego does not live in in spirit. No. Nope. And is that quite often why when? Obviously, I've never died before, so I don't. Of really course, know that, but <laughs> <laughs> not in this life. <laughs> when you connect, I have a few plant medicine experiences, though, that I, I did feel like I was. Dead. I actually <laughs> wanted to ask you about this in a second, but is this why when people connect to spirit, quite often there is a lot of apology or regret, or you know, my mum had a reading really recently, and she said something that came up was, "I can now see." 
see something for what it actually is. Yeah. Is that because you of... You don't take the anger yeah. and that, like, um, stubbornness and that was all... Just idea. enlightenment. So it's almost like you go back to that pure source again and you mm. see everything as it is, not how we think it should be. Um, we can also do that when we're still alive through meditation. You can get to that place of grace, I call it. Yeah. To see, okay, show me what I can't see. And this is why I use goddesses because mm. for me they all have different different themes so like dark goddesses are for the lower half of your body like Kali, um, Medusa, Hecate, who else is down there, Persephone so these are all like um, mythology mm-hmm. but mythology has an important part in our psyche because it's archetypes and they're, they're pieces of us so they all connect in yeah. so when I'm in a meditation and I do feminine meditation which means movement so anything that you sit still is masculine. Sitting still, breathing is masculine mm. meditation. When you are doing any sort of feminine embodiment, you should be moving. And See, that's feet. already a belief. As soon as you said that, my head went, fuck that. Because you said it's masculine. I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah, not men. See, that is... <laughs> Damn the men. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be moving now. <laughs> I'm never, ever yeah. sitting still so in a meditation. masculine and feminine within us. Um, because we need both, we yeah. need both the energies. It's, if you want to look at it like a battery, a plus and a negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plus is the heights, the, the masculine, and the negative is the so feminine. Again, though, my head's like negative men. That's yeah. so bad. How bad is that? No, stop. <laughs> so without the masculine is like thought, it's action. Masculine's ego as well. Yeah, I'm really interested in this because I hear about energies, but I don't know yeah. a lot about the masculine and fem- feminine energy. Yeah. So this so is interesting. It's anything to do with thought. Um, action, putting stuff into in, into material, basically, is the masculine. The feminine is creation. She gets the ideas. I call her she and he just for yeah, reasons. Of it isn't anyway, but it's um, she gets the ideas. It's the it's the bringing up of of it's animalistic. It's all all that's on earth, animalistic nature, and this is what's in your shadows. Well, lots of people deny these parts of self. Where we are a spiritual being here on the human experience, we have to own the human, and the human is an animal. Oh, so yeah. anger, rage, like, brrr, I want to rip somebody's head off. Like, don't go do it, but own it. <laughs> yeah, feel it. <laughs> feel it. Like, I mean, I think um, punching people in Tesco might be frowned upon, but you can have a... I mean, have hopefully a... most of us have that boundary. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I feel like, oh... Oh, like I can feel, I always say when the dark goddess rises, I feel like coming up my spine, I'm like, don't even dare. But I do have, I create a safe space for myself. Okay. And it's like, I have an office, so it's like, that's my safe space. I have a yoga bolster that's full of lentils and I'll pick the music accordingly or I'll just get my drum out and just start bashing my drum. Nice. If it's rage, it's drum. Um, and I just start banging. Um, I hold it a wee bit away from my body so the vibrations, it's almost like the vibration kicks the lower half of my body and it oh. pushes it up wow. that's there. Um, normally I don't need it. If someone has triggered me and I can go into rage, like a heartbeat, easy, it's like, let's go. <laughs> and I like, pull up like a scream and I punch because the movement of your body gets the energy out. The screaming is also energy because it vibrates in this tract right down your body and it pulls up. So if we're working lower body, you would make like noises like, like I can even feel that in my womb. Okay. There when I, do I was going to say it's, that's a bit like childbirth yeah. when people say that, I've never had a baby, well, but people say that and there's that a noise that comes from you that has never yes. ever escaped your body before until you're given birth. Yes. 
and see plant medicine. Yes. Now, if you use anything like that, it takes the conscious mind away. So the ego's gone mm -hmm. and like noises will come out of your body you weren't even sure that you could make. <laughs> I was lying on the floor once I could hear this high pitched by banshee noise oh and God. then realised it was coming from me. <laughs> How I'm does like, like how does that actually happen? And tell me a little bit more about what kind of plant medicine you use, and how do you use them with clients or just with you? Yeah, no, 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 not with clients. Um, it, this is my own journey. Yes, so right. I've done okay. Alaska. Yep. Um, wow. I've used magic mushrooms. Um, before Avarius. What's that? Um, it's the toads that you, you inhale. Okay. And it takes you completely like the minute you've not even finished inhaling it, and you're gone. You're, oh you're, you're actually consciousness itself. So there's nothing nothing it's just my experience of it was when i went there it was just pure light pure light no thought you're you're nothing you're not even a thought and then you start to come back in your body but what happens is when you're out your body your body can then because you you've no longer got the restrictions of your ego there mm. your body can then get rid of what it's storing inside yeah this was where the high-pitched banshee noise was coming from because it was clearly in my body somewhere yeah. What was that? What would that have been? It was it was trauma from trauma from somewhere, somewhere. It was like this, wah, like fear coming up. I remember hearing it, and I'm like, oh, and I was starting to come back, and I'm like, I can. Where were you at the time? Um, I was in my house. <laughs> I was in my house um, because I'd I'd went on the ayahuasca ceremony, and I'd met folk someone, thinking there's hyenas at Croy Hill. I'd met someone on the ayahuasca ceremony, right. and he was like. I can I do other plant medicine ceremonies and I got them out to the house and we were like oh let's try it I do know the importance uh, of having someone hold space yes that knows what they're doing because there is so many people out there holding circles um that haven't really been initiated mm. and they they are working with energies they have no idea what these energies are um so it's very important to find places to go that that stand in integrity, they do their own work. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, and do you need to be at a, a particular point of your journey to, to use them, you know? I don't think so. I think that's like hierarchy. Because what is it? Oh, do you need to be advanced? No, no but why? is it not? There's one of them. Is it, is it ayahuasca that people were saying can like just really, really fuck you up? Like if you're not ready All for it. All of them can. All of them can. Yeah, even magic mushrooms. See, do you know what I was saying recently? It was actually to Tony. I said, I just don't... I said I would love to try um, mushrooms or it was Campbell was another one. And I said, but Tony, I've never had it touched... Never touched a drug in my life. I'm terrified. And she said, but they're not They're not drugs. They're These are they're different. Plants. That's yeah. what she said. They're, they're plants. And but she was like, why do people keep saying they're drugs? They're not. Because and that's the way we're conditioned. The way, that's exactly yeah. what she said. Yeah. yeah. And if you're using them with that correct intention and you're going to a ceremonial space where it's for healing, you will always get healing. Yeah. Um, it might not look how you think healing looks, but it will be healing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be like, oh, there's my biggest fear right in front of my face. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like that. That is so interesting. Oh, honestly. Oh, uh, you honestly are just so full of wisdom. I feel like I have learned so, so much today. You are on Instagram, your rise with Laura Jane. Yes. How how can people go about contacting you? Is that is that the best way through your page? Are you taking yep. on new clients? Yeah, I'm always open. Um, I'm Great, brilliant. Doing lots of different stuff. I'll book in. So I actually have a shadow work course that's starting on Sunday. Um, wow. It's we run for six weeks. The last one I did, um, the women were like, we we went in and met her ego, 
brought it forward we asked the higher self like okay my ego is still stuck when i was four gonna take it away and mature it so we've done stuff like that we met the shadow we've done oh god we've done loads of work there was actually that much i have to teach someone like six weeks is not enough <laughs> so i end up saying this stuff over whatsapp and i'm like just if you've got time just do this because we started touching on archetypes as well which is certain characters in your body oh wow um so we all have many many different archetypes in our bodies but we all share the same four everybody in the planet share the same four Okay. And we share the prostitute. We like to pimp ourselves out. Aye. Uh, we share Why not? the child, the victim, and the saboteur. Okay. So when we start working with these, it, it's fascinating because you can actually... The victim's interesting, victim. isn't it? And the victim, when we work through the lower lines of the victim, it rises and it becomes the warrior. Oh. So, and the prostitute, once we work the lower ends of this, prostitute is wherever you give away your values yeah. for safety, security, or approval. And everybody does that. Yes, everybody can relate. <laughs> so we're all pimping our own asses out. Yeah, when we work through the lower lines of that, which is the prostitute, we come into the lover. The lover doesn't lower their values for nobody. The I child love that. becomes the sovereign, oh. and the saboteur becomes the magician. <gasps> so it's it's beautiful work. I mean, you could work on archetypes for the rest of your life and still never be at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. I brought that in because I thought it was very important for shadow work. Yes. Learn and programs that run within us if you know the programs that are running within you how easy or not easy it's the wrong word how much more easy would this life be to navigate a better understanding yeah definitely yeah. Of, kind of like the, the computer that yeah. is your body i have done so much work and i i'd I still get to feel certain programs rise but it's almost like i like to see them and my partner likes to see um he's like it's kind of like a can of iron brew. When you pour the iron brew and all the little bubbles rise, I'm like, that's a great way to think of that. That it's is. Like, it's just bubbles. So when a programme rises, bubbles. I have the choice. Do I want to jump into this? Or do I not? So it all depends. And I, I see it my clients as well. It's like with this big car. And we have an indicator and a steering wheel and sat-nav and all the stuff that you have in your car. But you wouldn't let your indicator drive the car, would you? True. So when I'm in the driver's seat, I can hear the indicator but then I don't, it's okay, you drive the car. Uh, I get to know that I'm in the driver's seat. Oh, not that programme. Not that lower aspect of prostitute that wants to just do all this to keep people liking her. Um, no, 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 that's an old programme. I will just let that one pass. Shut. <laughs> so is that then, that then comes into play in a real life scenario like that in a situation you would keep your mouth shut or a situation you would say no, yes. or, you know, something that's not going to serve you. Yes. You're able to just say, not for me and lots of people say, oh, I say no i feel guilty mm, no, that's a huge one friend gabber Mate did the talk on this actually and it's like when we were young say like you think a scenario um say when you're young if your mum's cleaning up mm -hmm. and was like amber help me clean up please i really need you to do this yeah but you forgot and you started playing with your toys and then your <laughs> mum was stressed and she started shouting at you so you would be then that's disappointment that Oh, that would be a kick for your nervous system because you have disappointed your mum and all we want as children is our parents to be happy. So you would feel that in your body. Your nervous system would respond. Your ego would come into play and go, whoa, we don't want to feel this again. So how can we not feel this again? Okay, let's create a belief here. Let's create this barrier so that this 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 will go off, this beacon, this this alarm when we're getting close to this belief or this this pain of if I don't help people, I could feel this pain. So that's the guilt. The guilt is the alarm. So if you say to people, no, no I kind of do that. And then really you're like, oh, I could actually. 
but maybe you've got like 101 things to do, but you still think, oh, I could squeeze that in. Me, that's me. That's me. The guilt would come up because it would be like, no, 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 because the last time when you were wee and you never helped your mum clean up, you you got into trouble. It would just, that's it. That's how simple it is. And it's for when we sit with that guilt and just feel it, just feel it. What does it feel like? Oh, it feels a bit jaggy. Oh, it makes my stomach feel a bit, I don't know, it's heavy. Just sit with it. You realise it's just a feeling. The guilt can pass. Then when you don't fall into the guilt and go, okay, I'll help you, you've broke a programme. Yeah. You broke it because you didn't do it. So your body goes, oh, well, nothing bad happened there. That's the programme broken. Totally. I am, um, I've got a lot better at saying no now or because that was something I, I especially pre-pandemic um exactly as you said there I would say yeah I can I can squeeze that in I'll do that and I would be literally rushed off my feet to the point it was like December 2019 and I was I would be driving home and I remember like starting to fall asleep at the wheel and I was just like this is ridiculous this needs to stop and um it kind of manifested in in panic and stuff for me and i am a lot better now at saying no i still do occasionally feel that guilt because i haven't dealt with it i don't think but yeah i do say no a lot more now and like you were saying actually there um you touched on oh how does this feel and and you touched on this earlier in the podcast too signs that your body's giving you yes it's so important isn't it yeah and even you were saying yeah like like people if they trigger you it's like going into what did they make me feel in that moment when they Mm -hmm. said that to me what did that make me feel oh i felt stupid okay what's the worst thing about being stupid oh 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 people won't like me Oh, so it's it's kind of doing that self... Instead of shutting it off? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually kind of opening going it up, in. going what in. they make me feel there? And it's like, oh, they made me feel stupid. So, okay, yeah. when was the last time I felt stupid? And it could be a memory from, like, primary school when you were asked to stand up and read and you couldn't read and everybody yes. laughed at you. So there's the wound of humiliation there. That it's, it's, all, it's all there. It's all childhood. Oh, childhood. It's an endless oh. kind of pit of shadows yeah. and files that we have filed away and locked up and we need to just release Definitely. but it's so it's so interesting you speaking about your your body as well because just very very quickly something i i only noticed last week um and when i kept kind of kept note of it i thought this is what keeps happening when i i get stressed or take on too much it's my throat and I, so i always knew that my throat when i work in radio And when I was in burnout, it used to happen about two times a year, I would lose my voice because my body was saying, right, if you're not going to rest, you physically can't go to work because you can't speak. And the one thing you use at work is your voice. So I would have to take time off. I'd feel better. But what happens now when I take on too much and I'm stressed and running about, throat gets sore and I start coughing. But when I take, instead of taking cough medicines and everything, if if I just offload that, and say yep. no to a few things the cough goes yes. and I realized that happened about three times in the past few weeks and it was just last week I went I have got so much on I've got so much on and it was the Wednesday so it was almost a week ago and I just the cough came again and I thought this is it that's your marker and the throat yeah why is this happening I'm not taking on too much it's so interesting you've, you've learned a language that your yes. body's speaking when you really tune in with your body though you get to hear it whisper you don't need to attention when it's screaming yeah 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 because that is a you don't want an illness yeah you go it's like i used to have like panic attacks to the point i was on the floor and i couldn't actually breathe oh my god now when something's off i just feel it 
right in my stomach it's like this tightness I'm like oh I feel that what is that listen and to your start butt. doing the question and right away okay what's happening around about my life so I'll look about events what was conversations I had what am I thinking right now and it's normally someone else it's like oh and it's normally a most recent one actually is just coming out of my head of someone else like having a disagreement with someone else and then yeah. it's coming in here because my program is to automatically blame self like that's my fault yeah so even looking into it and feeling into it and sitting going okay what happened there what does it make me feel what's making me feel it's my fault i'm the bad one that's one of my beliefs is i am the bad one and when i feel into it i'm like was that me and i just start doing like that self-inquiry and no actually no no i spoke my truth there it wasn't cheeky i stood up for myself okay that's theirs so i can give that back and then i just actually visualize myself just handing it back that's not mine that is powerful and anything there that's still left i just feel it okay so oh i feel like that person might fall out with me and not like me what does that mean i lose them as a friend so feel that and if i do like if i do then the <laughs> not everyone you lose is a loss <laughs> definitely not definitely not it's one thing i've learned from this lifetime as once i had my breakdown and once i started working on self and not doing so much for people i lost so many friends yeah and it's what i got to realize and i, I did have a certain level of loneliness inside like i just felt so lonely all the time all the time and i used to always go why do i feel lonely and what i realized was when I feel lonely, it's because I'm disconnected from self. Because oh. I could be in a room full of people and be like, still feeling it? What, what's up with me? I'm surrounded by people. What is up with me? And it was being disconnected from self. I can now go up the hills and I do spend hours up there and forget to come home. And it's like, <laughs> I'm so happy. And I'm like, ah, oh. I have to remind myself, it's like, okay, I have to go back and do human stuff now. Let's go. <laughs> that Let's sounds go amazing. Back home. But it's I don't have that loneliness anymore, and mm. lots of people who come to me first they'll be like I just feel so alone. Uh, like, that's this the is starting why I point. My groups, it's like I have I have monthly gatherings like circles. Okay. I have been called to do divine goddess circles again, which we bring the drum and everybody comes and we. Yeah. I, I need to find the perfect space because if there is expression, sometimes like the music gets pumped up really loud and it's like. I'll, I'll I'll bring up some stuff and it triggers people with their anger and it's like let go of that let go of it so we went can you not do it up the hill or up a hill or something I had an online group and we did it um it was last year in the winter yeah we had to head torches on because it was pitch black <laughs> so we went up Croy Hill and I'm like let's go and do you know what when I booked it I was like okay free on this day everybody who's coming let's go I knew it was going to be raining when we turned up it was fucking it was the heaviest night of rain i've ever seen in my life it was so heavy i kept having to empty my drum out <laughs> and i took them and obviously i've coached these women so i know them all yeah so i would be going around the circle banging the drum and saying certain things that i knew would trigger the anger in all of them oh, wow. i knew it would and i'm like let it go and there was some of them who was instantly just going Rah! letting go of all that anger some were struggling does anybody hold back i was going to yes, ask yes, that because it's not natural. Lots of people have. We're it told is natural. To, yeah, we're told to suppress it. Basically, yes. that's so why. Lots of yeah, people have this feel belief of, oh, I'm not allowed to be angry. You're not allowed. I'm yeah, not yeah, allowed. yeah. So permission, giving yourself permission is a huge thing you can do. Even standing in the mirror and looking at your eyes in the mirror and saying, like what I'll say is like, Lord Jane, I give you permission to be happy today. In my eyes, because we are trained to ask for permission. When we're in school, we have to put our hand up to go and pee. And then they wonder why adults kind of speak the truth. 
because no one said yes ma'am. oh my god see when it, you just break I it get, down can i get permission to speak my truth please i remember like a lot of the time at school we had to pretend to be in our period to get away mm. to the toilet because they wouldn't like you know you yeah. can't go you can't go it's been 25 minutes since break i know i'm sorry I my body exactly. didn't need a pee in those 10 minutes you gave me so yeah. i had to say oh it's, it's female issues i'm on my period oh on you go on you go <laughs> on you go you know that again though like i'm only 27 i'm talking yeah. like what 10 years ago that's not long ago yeah. and especially male teachers oh i don't want to know high school like 27 years <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's really really powerful what you're saying you are given or you're, you're giving these people permission to allow themselves to allow them to give themselves permission, basically, to so, yeah. feel. So we're still programmed yeah. to look for permission, but we don't know that we can give ourselves but Even permission. like, look at what I just said there, it just, so it just came out, you know, to say, oh, but that's not natural. Because yes. I'm putting myself in that situation, obviously not worked with you before, and I'm thinking if I was there, everyone's screaming, I would think, oh my God, but what, what if fuck? someone, what, I, yeah, what <laughs> if, I can't do this, and what if somebody... What if they hear me and what if I look stupid? There you go. Instantly. It's like, because I will, even at the, like, the beautiful body workshop we had, I was like getting people to move. And I'm like, if you could say to your body, if you could move in any way right now, how would you move? And some of them are still standing rigid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even ask yourself, why can't I move? Because then you're getting to witness so much of what's running within you. Yes. So it's like, it's all about this, this, what's working in me? What's, what's playing? What's in the driver's seat? What's in the driver's seat? Yeah. So this, it's not natural. Like temper tantrums should never have ended when we were children. Never, because our, if you look at a two-year-old, tell the mums that they with toddlers. are embodying <laughs> feminine yeah. so much. They're embodying all of their truth. And what happens is we want to condition them to be quiet, condition them to stand in line and be good, because then it, it reflects on us as a mother. Then I get, I'm a good mother if my child behaves. And I know all these programs because I have a 22 and a 17 and a 14 year old, and I get to look every time of, oh, and I've mothered them all completely different because 22 years ago you were different. I didn't know all this yeah. stuff. So he's well fucked up. <laughs> I look at all it and I'm like okay what was that what was this what was that what can I change and what I've learned from our children especially in the last year with my daughter is she's teaching me so much wisdom because she's not as programmed as me and she's shown me in the programs I have to let go of she walks out the room with odd socks on and I'm like why have you got odd socks on and she goes why not and I'm like oh my god she's even teaching okay. me like everything doesn't have to have a lane yeah. You can wear old socks if you want. Doesn't yeah, because what's going to happen? Nothing. That's exactly. So I'm like, it just shows you how much that we are conditioned. And it's all these beast things. And you're saying like this, the brain and clear it out. It's like a hard drive of a computer. Totally. Would you keep files from 1970? Would they still be relevant today? No. Get rid of them. We have to do the shadow. Mm. And like you were saying there, oh, it makes me look like a bad mother. You're actually a better mother if you... Well, obviously, I, I don't want to say that because I know people have... People will be listening and going, oh my God, I've shouted at my child. It's natural, no. right? Well, but they pick us as parents for a reason. They yeah. don't want to fuck them up a bit. <laughs> but you're... I maybe don't mean better, but you, you can be slightly better more by conscious. maybe... Underst- yeah, more conscious yes. by understanding their emotions and why they feel that way and letting them feel. Because I know one of my friends does that with her toddler. And... I, I, like I think sometimes we don't we don't see him a lot, but she's she's maybe mentioned a few things. Like, oh, he's crazy. Or he's, or he's feeling he's feeling this, and I just let him feel. And I thought 
man, you must have some patience because I can't imagine. She is very, very zen and connected, but she just lets him be. Um, But I also think some people think she's not disciplining him enough. But then it's just judgment, isn't it? I remember years ago when when I had a coach who used to say, you need to be more feminine, right? Because feminine to him was to sit there quiet, look pretty, soft and petite. But obviously not knowing what feminine energy is, is she's a wild fucking animal who will rip your head <laughs> off. And I'm like, why do you be more feminine? Really? <laughs> there is softness. So even like the feminine principle is very like water. Hmm. Look at water, how soft it is when you touch it. But look how powerful it is. It could take it whole villages. That's the feminine. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, really good. And the good. masculine is, is the, the bank of the river that holds her in. That's how they work together. Oh, Oh, amazing. Honestly, we could talk all day, but I just wanted to see, lastly, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I know you've got work, you spoke about various workshops, if you've got anything coming up. Well, I've got my shadow work coming up on Sunday in a place in the wellness cottage. Oh, yeah, in Cumbernauld, yeah. So it's two hours every Sunday night for six weeks. Okay. Plus WhatsApp stuff, because I can never get everything in in two hours. Um, I have... If they look on my page, because there's always yeah. something, like okay. other things coming in, like when when messages come and, and I have to go. There is Divine Feminine stuff coming. It's here. I've got the artwork made for it. It's Good. just like, bring me the space. Bring me the space yeah. where we can go out and... You're just going with the flow. Their reach. <laughs> it sounds amazing. I need to yeah. be part of this. I definitely need to come and... See I'll you getting at the I shadows. I'll show you how you can unleash. <laughs> and unleash the beast. Oh, it's been so good to chat to you. You too, really thank has. you. Thank you so much, thank you very much for joining me. And sorry it has been so long, the, the break between episodes. But I hope you're glad that we're back with an extra long episode on Tune to the Moon. And I will see you, hopefully, I've got two guests lined up next week. So hopefully it will definitely be back next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you can subscribe, rate and review on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts.